Theorizing that Quantum Leap would hold up after 30 years, two friends set out to watch every episode and vanished. Oh boy. Sam cozies up with the mobster's best gal. Speaks Italian with help from Al. He gets a real close shave. Oh boy! Featuring Kristen and Leet. Yeah! I think you should introduce it this time. Should I? Yeah. Am I ready? I don't know. <laughs> Will let's, we ever let's be find ready? Out. Okay. <gasps> Welcome to. Oh boy, boy, it's it's Kristen Kristen and Leet. I'm Leet. I'm Kristen. Now this is a show where we watch an episode of uh, Quantum Leap and then talk about all the shit that came up during that. Yeah, I'm a little worried because I didn't go to the bathroom before we started recording, so uh, we may have to take a Kristen break. (laughs) A Kristen break? (laughs) At some point. A Kristen pissing break? (laughs) Shh, we don't talk about what I do in there. We just acknowledge that it happens. That's how it works. <laughs> we, just, we just note the time passing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could be some leet solo time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. What the, what the audience is crying for. Yeah, but I can't leet. guarantee the length of time. <laughs> so, It'll be fine. Uh, speaking of time, in this episode, uh, Sam leaps back to see that segue. Yeah, it was really Isn't good. great in podcasts when people recognize a really good segue that happened, thereby... You know, negating the segue. Yeah, it's great. So Sam leaps back to uh, New Jersey on November 8, 1965 in an episode titled Double Identity. So how does this episode begin? Oh, wait, no. First, let's visit your prediction from last week, which I do not remember. Oh, I believe I said Frankie, uh, who he jumps into. We see Frankie with a woman who says, like, that was really terrific, Frankie. If I'm lying, I'm dying. And he's got his pants around his feet. So, like... We assumed he just had sex, which we were correct about. And I was like, he seems like a bad guy, which was a completely arbitrary. Well, I think I kind of led you. Assumption. I led you to the assumption that it was going to be a, a Godfather parody. Yeah, but I said like he's probably cheating with her, oh, either yeah. on his wife or because because I'm like he looks like he's at a wedding. So my assumption was he's the groom, and he's cheating with a bridesmaid. Yeah, that's which right. Which was wrong. Um, and then I said that, yeah, he's also going to be a mobster, but the, the ending was going to have to be that he has to die. <laughs> so right. You keep making these predictions. <laughs> I'm, uh, I go to dark places <laughs> with Quantum Leap, but it hasn't, it hasn't joined me there yet. No, not yet. Anyway, yeah, so I was wrong. So he wakes up. Uh, we see basically that now in Teresa. As we will later learn is her name. Right. If I'm lying, I'm dying. And she leaves and, uh... And he realizes that he's Frankie. He's Frankie. Um, and I believe he says, like, Frankie what? Frankie who? Uh-oh. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Oh, that's a little reminder about paying my bills. Oh, you should do that. If you pay the bills, then you don't have money for other things. So you'd rather just have the money and no power? Uh, I'll pay my bills. <laughs> All right. You can support us on not uh, actually we don't have any funding. Support Kristen yet. on the on a dark cold night Patreon. <laughs> Send Kristen an e transfer. What's your Venmo number? I have PayPal. Yeah, do that. Anyway. Everybody, PayPal, Kristen Zaza. <laughs> if you want. At Kristen.zaza.paypal USA one two three four five. That's not 
correct, but that's fine. Dot org. <sighs> this is making me nervous talking about my bells. Let's let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the whole episode is like a big Godfather thing. Yeah, big Godfather pastiche. Um, it's fun. I liked this episode. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about like overall impression because you liked it like more than the previous ones. I mean, I liked it because it was so dumb. Yeah, like maybe because I was just enjoying him having to like speak Italian and try to pass himself off as a like a like a mafia dude. It's true. This one had kind of more comedy shtick and more time devoted to like this is just stupid. And he had to sing. He had and, to like, sing. Any yeah, the scene in the salon, like it was silly. It was a very silly episode, yeah. and I kind of dug it. Yeah, and who who do you think was our? I mean, there's only one option really for our our, our Dixie of the week, our our person who's actor actor who's doing more than their share of the work. I think Teresa, Teresa is the yeah. only possibility here. I thought she was great. I wrote in my notes once. I'm like, she has a beautiful smile. Yeah, I think she was a like a lovely girl. Um, we got way too much of that upskirt shot. Um, where she bends over playing bocce ball and we just full-on see her undercarriage. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, that's Donald P. at his worst. Yeah, but I was like, she's got nice legs. She, like, yeah, she was like, she was a wonderful actor, but I don't think she doesn't rise to the level of our Dixie. Dixie is the gold standard, I think, for, for actors who are yeah, elevating the material. Beyond. Yeah. She, is, she was great. I mean, she was no Dixie, but I did like her. Yeah. I thought, yeah, she... she I, I guess the pattern I'm noticing in this show is at first, I guess I feel like, oh, this is like just some cute girl that they're objectifying and I expect them to just be pretty because that's kind of how Donald P. Belisario treats them. But then I'm always impressed by them showing up and doing a really good job, which is probably because it's very competitive in uh, the acting industry for women. Mm-hmm. So you have to be great to even get like to get a big role on Quantum Leap. Like you probably had to be pretty decent. Yeah. I think. Um, and the women always do tend to have a pretty big role on the episode because he's got to have, like, the one chick that he's, yeah. uh, you know, going to romance. Yeah. Because he got to have that every episode. Which is, yeah, something that I mentioned while we were watching it, which is the notion that, like, normally in any kind of procedural like this, the lead, the male lead would have a love interest that kind of goes through the, yeah. the the show. But by the nature of this, unless they wanted to make Al a woman, there is no possibility for him to see the same person week after week. So he just has to have an episodic romantic plot every single fucking week. Which is a good way to get around like his ethics because he is such a like kind of a prude. Mm-hmm. In a way, like he always scoffs when Dean Stockwell talks about like his exploits. Yeah. Um, but he has to kiss these ladies because for the greater good, it's for the greater good. And so, also, like, he and, gets, he but gets, also, he falls in love with them each and every week. Oh, because he has to truly love them if he's gonna like make it with them. Yeah, he still maintains his like upright nature and his ethics, but he still gets to have like. <laughs> relationship with a different lady every week i know it's crazy they that found the, a loophole the line that they're walking here which he falls in love with women so easily anyway so so going back to the episode we're talking about um uh he's in the attic he's just finished having sex with Teresa. uh he gets his classic mirror shot where we learned that he's a very handsome italian american man he says whatever i was here to prove it wasn't frankie's looks so 
Yeah, he's quite happy with how Frankie looks in a tuxedo, even though it is a garish 1965 tuxedo. But it's hard for me to tell because I'm like, he is good looking. Like, this guy was good looking. But I also thought that the guy at the end of How the Test Was Won wasn't bad looking. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The moment where he looks in the mirror, whether it's at the beginning or the end of the episode, is supposed to be like, oh, I'm a handsome man. Or like, oh, I'm an ugly man. And I'm like, this is quite uh, subjective. Yeah. You know, For sure. I didn't think you were like hideous in how the test was won, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, no, so apparently Frankie is objectively good looking. Yeah, he's got a square jaw. That's bad. That's bad. He's young and has a square jaw, and that's he about has, it. Like big buggy eyes, but yeah, I don't I have a problem with big buggy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Raul Julia. It's <laughs> a handsome man. Uh, he goes downstairs to where the wedding is happening. Yeah. And we just get this big, I think it's like a single long tracking shot that is just this Italian pastiche of people going like, hey, calamari, and then yeah. the bocce ball. <laughs> yeah, because Italian weddings, everybody uh, plays bocce ball or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's fine. And then we meet we meet uh, Secundo. And yes, the, uh, Sam's brothers or, or Frankie's brothers are Primo, Primo and, and Secundo, Secundo, and they didn't have the balls to call Frankie like what's the Italian? Uh, ter- t- I guess well, three would be tre, but it would probably be like tercio. Or yeah, something. something like that. They didn't have the balls I to don't do know. that. Apparently, that was a a thing though. Like I remember my dad telling me that as a kid, he was like, he was like, I knew a family who like they named all their kids Primo and Secundo and. Like, that was how they, apparently that was a very common thing for Italian families to do. But that was, like, their legit name and not just, like, a nickname? Yeah, no, no. Like, Primo could have been, the, like, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. But anyway, Frankie is clearly the brains of the operation because these, these two are idiots. fucking idiots. <laughs> Meatheads. Like, um, yeah, they're really a, dumb. Again, a kind of, like, fun inversion because if you, like, in The Godfather, you got Sonny is the Primo and he, he is, like, obviously the heir to the godfather and like he's the one who was like raised to do this our primo is not ready to take over the mantle no not at all no not at all but i guess it is the same in that michael i think was the third third yeah Yeah. because uh fredo was 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 the second second? yeah Yeah. nobody wants to be the fredo yep we also meet uh gino the actual godfather of this mob and like following uh sam's Brando impression in uh, Right Hand of God. Like, this guy's doing, like, a slightly better one in the first scene, but it's recognizably he's trying to do Brando. He was such a bad guy. Like, like he's having an affair with Teresa, and I'm like, you know, the godfather, like, Brando's godfather wouldn't have an affair on his own. No, of course. Good Catholic man. Yeah. And and it's like, yes, he's the godfather, and he calls hits on people, but, like, there's there's a morality there that it's like... Like the family first and take care of your own kind of thing that this guy didn't have. Where I was like, oh, fuck this Gino guy. I was real mad. On the other hand, like, do we, we don't meet his wife. Maybe he's not Maybe he's a widower. Maybe he can, yeah, that's true. Could be. We never meet his wife. I, I just, I'm noticing a pattern over the, my prediction for this episode in this one where I just assume that a man having sex is immoral. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get over that. But we, we learn, uh, we, we see uh, the Don, um, we don't know her name is Teresa yet, but the Don accosts the woman that uh, Sam was just uh, in the attic with yeah. and uh, accuses her of sleeping with somebody. And she goes, well, who, who would ever sleep with me? Like, everyone knows that you're in love with me. So, like, 
anyone knows that if they sleep with me, they're going to end up dead. So obviously I'm not sleeping with if anyone. If I'm lying, I'm dying. If I'm lying, I'm dying. But also I'm not going to sleep with you anymore. So I'm just celibate now. I'm a nun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I missed the part where she said she doesn't sleep with him anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. She said, like, it's over between us. But even so, yeah. like, nobody's willing to, nobody's willing to shtup me. Because she's also Yiddish. And he says something to her, like, you know, that's why I like you, Teresa. Because you, you're the only one who doesn't treat me like the godfather. The next thing I have is that, so there's these old Italian women. Like, there's just a group of nonas um, who start talking to Frankie in Italian. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, Frankie speaks Italian. So he's going to have to figure it out. And he just sort of, like, laughs and smiles. Yeah. And he's totally, like, getting away with it. Which I'm like, that's actually accurate, though. Is it? Yeah. Like, the amount of times there's been an Italian person who's, like, speaking to me in Italian. And I'm like, hey. Yeah. And you just smile. And then they're just like, oh, Bella. Like, they're just happy <laughs> that you're smiling. And, <laughs> like, they, they just like your smile. So you just have, that's all you do. That's true. And in this, in this scene, like, <laughs> in, in classic Sam fashion, with, with no knowledge of what was actually being said to him, he latches onto a single word that uh, Nona said, which is, she, she says, like, many sentences, yeah. and he's smiling and nodding, and then he latches onto the word bingo, and yeah. just repeats bingo, and she goes, see! And that's yeah, how he gets away with it. I'm telling you, Nonas love bingo. And um, then uh, Segundo comes along and rescues him. Yeah, and they're like, well, Segundo, how come you don't speak Italian like Frankie? Oh, interesting. Frankie is so good at Italian. <laughs> He's just been nodding and smiling this whole time. That's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, yeah, then, I, yeah. He he drags him off to sing Volare, which is your favorite part. <laughs> well, he shatters it at first because um, because Al is feeding him Volare. Yeah. Also, I looked up. I was looking up Dean Stockwell's past and stuff because I was like, is he any part Italian? Yeah. Because he. Plays an Italian guy on the show. We yeah. knew from before. He speaks Italian in the episode. It's not like the best His Italian. His accent isn't great, but... It's so... Yeah. Yeah, but, but like, like neither's mine, you yeah, know? Yeah, could so, be like just an Italian-American. Yeah, from all I can tell, he's not Italian. Yeah. I mean, his last name's Stockwell, so... Yeah. But I figured, you know, he could be half, but... Uh, I don't think he is. I did learn that his father was the voice of the prince in Snow White. Huh. Which is pretty cool. That is interesting. Yeah. I just uh, listened to the uh, the podcast We Want the D. Their first episode was about that. And they shat on that prince so hard. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he has any dialogue. I think he sings. Yeah. At Snow White. So it's almost like. I think he like, says something like, don't run away. Yeah. <laughs> or something, something very princey. Yeah. From- it's almost like a reverse failure of the Bechdel test where like the man just doesn't say anything to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, got a lot. Yeah, so in a way, like you know, Disney princess movies were quite progressive. I'm yeah. just saying. But anyway, um, uh, the joke of this scene is like, like Sam's got the line "volare wo, cantare wo," but then Al keeps feeding him like the longer lines, the something on the pinto de blue, and uh, <laughs> Sam just basically does what I did, which is like and at first it's very because Al's feeding him the lines like delayed, so it's very like volare, oh, mm-hmm. cantare, oh, oh, which again, yeah, he kind of shattered it, which was kind of fun. But then all of a sudden he really gets into it, and he's like, yeah, I know the words now, I got it. I remember, and he just full on like. 
you know, and he's like really flourishing and yeah. like, like hitting some high notes. Yeah, he does <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of riffing. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it felt very Commander Riker to me. Like you know, on we talked about this because you said you were watching the old Star Trek. Yeah. Have you seen Next Gen? When I was a kid, yeah. But I don't remember him singing karaoke. So because... Well, not karaoke, but like whenever he can play the saxophone, uh, he does. And right. it's usually on an episode that he directs. Right. Because he directed a few. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's a Riker saxophone episode. Or like... <laughs> it's, it's just the kind of thing where every time Frakes directs an episode, he's either playing the saxophone or he's like... Kissing Marina Sirtis. Yeah. Or like meeting new ladies or like... Yeah. Smoking a cigar. I don't know. Like, you just always feel like he's having fun on, like, Riker had a lot of fun that episode, mm. which, yeah, one of them, it literally starts with, like, his birthday party and he's playing the saxophone. <laughs> like, to have the balls to be like, we started a party, a party for me. So that felt very Riker to me that he's, like, singing Valare and having fun with it. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we look it up if, uh, if, uh, he directed This the was the episode that Bakula directed. <laughs> They're like, That's why there's a five minute long singing break. Yeah. Uh, then we get a, a, a big uh, exposition scene with uh, Al. The one where I, I have a note of uh, Sam talking about a girl. Oh, he finds out it's 1965. He goes, oh, I'm 10 years old. I'm in the fourth grade. I sit next to Marsha Green in, uh, in class. And I'm like, Jesus, Sam is like such a horn dog. Like... He, yeah. he clocks like even in last episode he's like oh like in in kindergarten i was in love with my kindergarten teacher until i got to grade one and fell in love with my grade one teacher and now he's talking about grade four with Marsha green he's just like his entire life he's just been marking time in terms of like which women he loves <laughs> well maybe that's why he's like such a prude now about sex like compared to al not a prude but rather like he's very concerned with the morality of yeah. sleeping around i guess um because he had such a shameful past. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's, he's just a, like he's atoning for his sins. As he's a like child. A, a serial masturbator and now and now <laughs> is is uh, repentant of that. <laughs> Never again. Oh boy. I also want to point out that the bride is wearing the most outrageous glasses I've ever oh, seen. Oh, they're so good. She's got like two lines of dialogue, which are both volare, but uh, she's so charming. Oh, because she requests that. Yeah. And I'm like, what a bride. I'm, I'm just fascinated. She's like, the, she looks like Frenchie from Greece. Mm, like, exactly. She goes over, she's like, sing volare. I'm like, oh my God, can this episode be about you? But in this uh, uh, exposition scene with Al... Um, we learn basically they're just like they're not going to bother trying to fix whatever problem Sam yeah. is not going to put what right what once went wrong all they're going to do is try to science him back to Quantum Leap headquarters all right so they're just full-on giving up kind of on the system yeah they're like well, we're gonna game the system we're just gonna science you back <laughs> Ziggy doesn't know what the fuck is going on yeah but we're gonna uh, Ziggy is gonna give us like real specific instructions that we have to follow to the decimal point as Al puts it yeah but we don't have the instructions yet, so we're going to have to... And he says, just keep doing what Frankie would have done. So, um, that involves... He hangs out with Primo and Secundo this one day. They're walking down the streets of Brooklyn or whatever. Yep. And, I mean, it's uh, got to be... It's, it's got to be uh, New Jersey, right? Is like, it? Or Long Island or something. Yeah, I don't know. The sets looked like... Uh, like a beautiful 
Disney World facade. Yeah, it was little, for sure like Little Italy, like a like, nice back uh, back lot. Yeah, 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 it was very pretty, and yeah, it re- yeah. Mm-hmm. I talk about Disney World too much on this show. <laughs> um, I think you've only mentioned it once, haven't you? <laughs> well, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. But yeah, they're they're walking, and I'm like, he cuts a fine figure in that suit. He wears this black suit. Don Bacula. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Black shirt, black suit, and this like green tie with this like diamond little like I don't mm-hmm. know what you call it, not a tie pin, but it's like goes yeah. at the top. One of those little chains that goes across the top. Oh, he looked great. Mm-hmm. There's I was also like I want to wear that suit. There's something <laughs> that like I'm noticing a bit about Bacula, which is like he, as a character actor, he's like fairly subtle but he is really putting a lot of work into like doing the swiss cheese personality of kind of inhabiting the body like i told i said last week when he was a cowboy he kind of has this kind of like concave chest of of a of a cowboy and in this one legs and stuff yeah and kind of a little bow legged and all that stuff and in this episode he's just like so perfectly embodying just confidence like of, of a handsome mafioso who's walking around with a gun he's got that just kind of simple confidence and like in a moment when he walks into the beauty parlor he's just like quite like hey ladies how's it going and he's like yeah Bacchus is actually like doing a good subtle job of this yeah, when we started, we talked about, do we think Bakula is a good actor, you asked? And we were both kind of, like, lukewarm on that. Yeah. And the more I'm watching, the more I'm like, mm, yeah. yeah. Like, the thing he's, is, like... He's pretty good. In terms of, of this, like, again, I, I'm, I'm quite pleased with the subtlety of it. And it's not called attention to at all in the script or the dialogue. I don't even know if the director told him to do this. It's just a choice that Bakula yeah. made. This has been a bit of Bakula with Leap Stetson. A bit of Bakula, the alternate said. title of this show. <laughs> But as I said before, he makes a, a good Italian man. Mm-hmm. So, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, a nice suit. Oh, and something about who says, even your most trusted paisan slipping you the salami. Oh, this is the dawn, yeah. Oh, this okay. is uh, after after Sam. Let's start with Sam going into the uh, the the. Did I hairdresser. Oh yeah, I did. Because that's that's that. after what. That's when the dawn shows up outside. Yeah. Um, but Sam, uh, they're just walking down the street doing their their kind of mafia business, and Sam looks in the hairdresser and sees Teresa, and he's like, "Oh, there's a person I know. I'm gonna go I'm talk gonna go to her. I'm gonna go ask for a haircut. I'm gonna go ask for a haircut for no reason." This was for me the dumbest part because he's like. He's like, yeah, he just says, hey, maybe I'd go ask Teresa for a haircut. And they're all like, what, you want to get your haircut at a salon? He's like, sure. And he goes in and he's like, hey, Teresa, you maybe want to trim my hair? And everyone looks at him like he's insane. And he thinks to himself, right? Like, like maybe in 1965, men didn't get their hair cut in salons. But he still, so everyone's suspicious. Like yeah. his brothers are outside and they're looking at him like he's nuts. Everyone in the salon is looking at him like, <laughs> and they're also terrified because he's a like known he's monster. Like he's in a lady's washroom. Like that's yeah. what they're all looking at him like. Yeah, he's a known monster. Mobster, I said, oh, but also mobster. monster. I was like, okay. But he's definitely like a mafia hitman. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but so then that's... Teresa is also too afraid to tell him, no, I'm not going to cut your hair. Get the fuck out. Yeah, but it's so funny because he, he acknowledges like, huh. This must be really weird for this time. Yeah. Oh well, and like, and also after decides he's, to do it. Also after he's um, received instructions to just do what Frankie would do. Yeah, and I love it. It's just that it's like, oh, that's the woman who I had sex with earlier. I guess I'll go hang out with her for a while. You seem like someone I should stick around with. Like, 
Come on, bud. Also, this actually, I did have a question here. Um, yes. About the, back to um, Leeds Stetson's physics corner. Okay. Okay, so we know. I am a quantum physicist, so yeah. I should be able to help you. Good. Sam is in his own human body. Mm-hmm. Everybody around him sees Frankie. Mm. If he gets a haircut, what the oh. fuck is happening? Because <laughs> we're seeing someone cutting Sam's hair. We're seeing someone's cutting Sam's hair, so they're running his their hands through Sam's hair and cutting that. If if they're if supposing hypothetically that uh, what's his name Frankie's hair is shorter than Sam's, and they cut it even shorter than that, is Sam getting a very short haircut? And similarly, okay, remember the episode. The episode where he was uh, Professor Bryant. Yeah. Professor Bryant had several days growth of, of facial hair. Oh, yeah. Sam kept being clean shaven throughout. So obviously Sam was shaving. Did people see Professor Bryant as having shaved or did he have still have the mm. growth? And when Sam has a shower... Like, because obviously he's showering. Like, he doesn't yeah. look like a man who hasn't yeah. been taking care of himself. He's clearly been shaving, washing his hair. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is unacceptable. It's almost like this is fiction. <laughs> it's like, it's don't, almost don't like think it about doesn't it. work in reality. <laughs> don't think about it. Because yeah. also, in this episode, uh, okay, uh, uh, we're going to skip forward a second. Don, uh, what's his name? Don Paisan, I don't know. G- Gino. Don Gino shows up Something. and uh, and uh, threatens him uh, with a razor blade and says, ah, you got a five o'clock shadow. I better take care of that. Sam does, does not have not. a five o'clock shadow. No, but I guess that's what, because he says, like, I just shaved this morning. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, buddy, you got a five o'clock shadow. And it's like, it's not five o'clock. And not, I'm assuming neither Sam nor Frankie has one. That's I just figured it was a ruse to yeah. get him. With That's the laser. true. That's true. I don't know, man. But that scene was hilarious. Anyway, Don, 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 get back to me with the the physics of uh, cutting hair in the Quantum Leap universe. Thank you. Don. Yeah, Donald P. Oh, Donald P. I thought you meant Don Gino. Oh yeah, that I'm too. Like, Leet, he's not a real person. <laughs> While Sam's getting his hair cut and trying to <laughs> trying in vain to justify that to anybody, Don Gino shows up outside where uh, Primo and Secundo and their father. He he uh, says, "What? Why the fuck is Frankie talking to Teresa?" And they go, "But I don't know." Yeah, because who would know right now? Anyway, he yeah. just he just saw her in a damn salon and went for it, and left his two brothers to just stare in from the window. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, the Don gets him, like, with the razor, as we said. Well, hold on, Being... um, um, uh, oh, just, okay. just a little more plot. Um, eventually, they come up with the lie that in order to protect Sam, uh, they're like, oh, no, he's not sleeping with her. He went in. Uh, the, do- the father says, oh, it was my idea because I want him to ask Teresa for information mm-hmm. about what we don't know, presumably who she's sleeping with. But um, that's the lie that... The Don goes in and says, oh, well, if that is actually true, then he will tell me the same thing you just did, and then I'll know. Yeah. So that's why he goes in and starts threatening him with a razor. And all the other ladies in the salon must be terrified right now because because we have Sam in the chair and Gino, like, holding or, like, demanding a straight razor, yeah. first of all, to which Teresa is like, this isn't a barbershop. Yeah, we don't have we, straight razors Why here. would we have that? You're getting, like, a chic 
you know, sm- yeah. ladies smooth. We whatever. don't we don't shave people's legs with a straight razor here. Yeah, sorry, but anyway, yeah. So he takes the razor out of the yeah because like, yeah, it's a safety razor out of the safety compartment or whatever, and holds it to his neck and starts interrogating him. And right at the least In, opportune moment, he switches to Italian. Yeah, yeah, of course. So he he says something like. Uh, all, all Sam catches is the name Teresa. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, he must be thinking about, he must be asking me. Whether I'm sleeping with Teresa. So he just says no. And the guy's like, what do you mean no? Yeah, that's not the question he asked. <laughs> like, it's like, are, he, he said something like, are you going to tell me yeah. why you're here? And Sam goes, no. <laughs> Guess what? He didn't like that answer. And um, then he, he says, so Al starts coaching him. Well, but, but before that, sorry. <laughs> but he then says, like, are you telling me that uh, you're not going to tell me? And then Sam latches onto the other, only other Italian word he's said all episode, which is volare. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> to which Gino, like, dreamily and confusedly looks out the window and is like, volare. Like, like it's the most <laughs> philosophical thing he's been told all day. But he's like... Uh, and Al's like, no, he's going to think you told him to fly away. Like, Which is also like, no, that's the <laughs> infinitive of that. So it's just to say. To fly. To fly. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's no, like, he are doesn't. You, are you telling me you're not going to tell me why you're here? <laughs> to fly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would definitely be like, are you okay? Are you high? <laughs> Frankie, do we, you need to go to a high. I think somebody even makes like a concussion <laughs> Reference, especially because he's in a ladies' salon, yeah. getting his hair cut, and everybody's like, "What the fuck, man? We don't do that." Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So then Al starts feeding him Italian word for word to say to Gino. Yeah. Which was just such a hilarious scene because, first of all, Al, like we said, his accent is okay. His is so-so. Bacula is much, much worse. But he's doing like. De Niro face, yeah. Like, he's, like for the listeners, I don't know, like a surly frown, and he's like, jutting out his lower jaw. Frown. He's like, eh, de, de, de. <laughs> yeah, he's doing his best De Niro impression. <laughs> it's like super, like mildly offensive. Yeah, I guess. And also, nobody in the entire world would believe that he's a native Italian speaker. Like nobody, like Don Gino would never be like. Be yeah, like, this seems normal. Like, what the fuck is wrong with your Italian accent? Like, also, like, why are you talking so slow? And he's just sort of, and he's doing them okay, but with a horrible face. Yeah. And a bad accent. And then, of course, like, we when, as soon as you're in this situation, then the next logical TV comedy trope is for Al to give him, like, five sentences in a row. Yeah, yeah. And we get to see the great Bacula reaction shot where he's like, waiting for Al to finish and then realizing that Al isn't finishing and he does a couple like takes over to Al to be like I can't remember everything and Gino's looking in the direction like yeah. wondering what he's looking and at and it goes on for like 40 seconds like it's not a short amount of time honestly Gino would have been like are you gonna answer me? like are you looking at Teresa while you're talking what is the you just dropped off mid-sentence <laughs> and then Alice is like too much too much and he goes so yeah funny. a little too much yeah, but then uh, apparently he said the right thing, which but, was that, like, you know, you go to your hairdresser. You go to the hairdressers to find out information. To find out secrets. But also, like he says, like, it was my father's idea to grill Teresa for information. How did Al know that's the lie that they told Gino outside? Oh, he wasn't there. Could, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Physics of Al is just like, I've gotten over that 
it's never going to make sense. Oh, I've got another big question for later with Al's physics. Oh, yeah. We'll get it. We'll get to it. Okay. Yeah, so then he gets out and everyone, his brothers and his father are happy that he didn't get killed. Yeah. Um, and the brothers are just constantly boxing in the background because that's what Italians do. Yeah, they're just like fucking infant kids who are slapping each other at all times. Anyway, yeah, uh, do you want to talk about bingo? No, I mean, might as well because they do say... Oh, no, I want to quickly say, uh, give me a Reza, Teresa. <laughs> a Reza, Teresa, yeah. Twice. <laughs> no, don't you have a straight Reza, Teresa? <laughs> give me a Reza, Teresa. Excellent. That's very good. Also, like... For sure, like, unintentional on everyone's part. Yeah. The, the other uh, fun thing that they're doing this episode is Al's B-plot is that the temperature is too high in the imaging chamber. So he always shows up in, in t-shirts with a sweaty face uh, compared to Sam dressed in, like, normal suits. And I just think it's, like, it's it's just a nice visual juxtaposition yeah. to present that they're not in the same environment. We are constantly being reminded that He's in the imaging chamber. Yeah, and, and Al's, Al's always got, like, some kind of B-plot going on, or even C-plot. Um, but in this case, it's really cool, because he also keeps switching on a fan. Yeah. And and getting his face and hair blown back while Scott Bakula is standing relatively close and not getting hit by the fan. I'm like, just like, that's a really good, clever... Little tricks. But in this, in this <laughs> scene where Al is constantly, like, getting the fan blown in his face, he lays out the plan that... Um, that Ziggy has come up with to um, to to get Sam back to Quantum Leap headquarters. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is involve it involves um, first of all you have to go to Buffalo, New York, and plug a thousand watt hair dryer into a, the outlet in a specific house in Buffalo, and then thirteen minutes later you have to be back in New Jersey uh, in the same location and doing the same thing with the same people that you were doing when you left in. Yeah. Which was having sex with Teresa in Don Gino's attic. Oh, boy. <laughs> was that too much plot all of a sudden? Do you want to riff more on the hair, hair salon? No. <laughs> Kristen just left the room. <laughs> we talked too much about plot and she just took a nap. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just drinking some water. Um, you're just better at plot than me. I was too busy writing about what a beautiful smile Teresa has. It's beautiful. Again, She's such a nice, like, Julia Roberts toothy smile. Yeah, she reminded like, me a lot of, uh, of Jamie Lee Curtis, like a young Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And, uh, when they're, yeah, I think the next note I have, cause I, you know what? That's when I was looking up Dean Stockwell. <laughs> next I have is they're in the attic. Are we ready to go there? Yeah. Um, I will just say that he, he, because he can't possibly be in Buffalo and then back in New Jersey, he sends Primo and Secundo to get the thousand yeah. watt hair dryer and then sends them to Buffalo. And they're like, why? And he's like, forget about it. Hey, oh, they go to they Buffalo. Shuffle off to Buffalo. They shuffle off to Buffalo. And uh, he has to call Teresa and convince her to go have sex with him up in Gino's <laughs> attic. attic at specifically 528 that afternoon. Yeah, which he later tells her is like part of like the stars have to be aligned yeah. in the right way. And she's like, I didn't know you knew about the stars. Um, but he, he convinces her by saying like, oh, I have to, we have to do it there and then because you were so good in the attic. And she goes, really? And he goes, yeah, you were better in the attic than anywhere else. That's not a compliment. Ouch. Like, I think the best thing about sex with you, Teresa, is the location. You know, (laughs) 
I also read it like the only thing she's good at is sex. Yeah, that too. That's how I read it. Like you know, you you know where you're your best is when you're on your back. Like, <laughs> oh, yikes! And also, she starts listing all the places they've done it. Like, oh, like under the table at this restaurant, behind or the furnace, behind the furnace at Saint Augustine's or whatever it is. Like. <laughs> Why are you, oh, Jesus. Why are you having sex in church furnace rooms? Yeah, that's real weird. But and he's then, like such a prude about it too, because they're on the phone. And she's like, what about that time, in, you know, in the shed of whatever? And he's like, oh, In oh, the oh, shed? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no! He turns into Don Knotts. <laughs> Sam only has sex in beds, and he does oh, not man. like to talk about it. <laughs> Look at this. Leeds amazed by what his Don Knotts impression looks like on on waveforms. Yeah, my waveforms are real fucked up right now. Um, so anyway. then we pretty much just cut immediately to like several hours later when uh, when Gina and and Sam are, or sorry, um, Teresa. Teresa, Teresa and Sam are up in the attic and suddenly Gino is hearing because like somebody just obviously saw them climbing into the attic. Somebody obviously told Gino and so it's so like Gino is immediately like, oh, I'm going to go kill them. Cool. Done. Yeah. Well, and also we have a moment right before that where um, Sam is like, you're really great, Teresa, and you should know that. And she's like, don't tease me. Like, how dare you say nice things to me? And he's like, no, really, like, if I didn't say it before, I'm saying it now. You're, You're lovely and you deserve a lot. And she's like, and it's very sweet, but it is another, like... Beckett gives a lady self-esteem. Or... Yeah, it's it's definitely like another just like Donald P. Belisario being like, in the past, everybody was mean to all women and Sam needs to go and fix them. Yeah, I mean, it's half true. Like, yeah. In the past, everybody was mean to most women or most people, most people were, were mean, mean to, to all most... women. Yeah. Everyone was mean to most women. But now Sam has to go back in time and be like the Lone Ranger who... who uh, the Lone Ranger of ladies. Yeah, fix, fixes their psychology and gives them confidence in themselves. Which, it's like, wouldn't that have... You, you talk about your Shakespeare paradox thing a lot. Yeah. And uh, wouldn't that have its own effect? Because if you go back in time and you give women more self-esteem and authority, then they never learn how to... Yeah. How to fight for it or become angry and then demand change or, later. Or I maybe the opposite. Maybe maybe Sam actually causes the kind of women's liberation movement to happen when it does. Oof. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Sam is the reason for the women's lib movement. Yeah. Not women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like... Although that is kind of where the show is going. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, then we just fully get into this question of like, is Sam going to have sex with this woman like essentially rape this woman because she believes she's having sex with her boyfriend and she is not yeah you know what i mean is he going but hasn't to... this happened before has he did, had sex he with didn't make yet? love with peggy did no he? okay she was too pregnant i mean but then if he kisses them do we yeah. not call that then sexual for, assault for sure i i agree he's just but running like, around time assaulting women yeah but he's like fully just like so he can go home like like, I'm going to have sex with this woman under false pretenses so I can go home to Quantum Leap. And, like, it yeah. fully, like, we keep cutting back because we cut away to Primo and Secundo and then we cut back to them. And they're, like, lying on the floor making out. And she's saying, oh, you've got me hotter than my father's pasta fazool or whatever. Oh, my God, I missed that line. Oh, yeah. But I did not like the way you lingered on father. The thing is, like, they were clearly doing more than kissing. Like, I don't know what was happening. But, like, yeah. she's, and so, like, 
And this is fully for, like, the mercenary reason of Sam wants to go home. He's really compromising his morals here. Yeah. And also, like, the other thing is, like, like his instruction was you have to be doing what you were doing when you leapt in. Which technically was he was lying on his back with his pants around his ankles. She was getting dressed. Yeah. So, like, somehow or other, like, they could manage to avoid doing all the sexy stuff. Maybe. Yeah, if he really wanted to. Yeah. He totally could. Sam's, like, real fucked up in this episode. Yeah. But no more so than usual, I guess. Yeah. But it's, like, I don't know, this is bothering me today. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> You're just cool with it. Uh, you know. You're just like, it's TV. <laughs> I'm like, you can't linger on it for too long. No, I mean, like, it, at first I was like, oh, like, this whole thing about he gives her this gift of self-esteem. But then I wrote, like, because like, I started writing a note where I scoff about it. But then I was just like, you know what? It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, if you have to <laughs> travel in time and and dupe women <laughs> yeah. just sleeping with you, <laughs> at least say nice things to them. And I suppose so. Like, it's like, like even nice if you take, it. if you just take, like, um, time travel out of it, like, I guess giving a compliment is never, like, a bad thing. Yeah, like... You know, there was that song, You Don't Know You're Beautiful, and Ugh. people are like, yeah, it's not great, and people are like, well, you know, I don't need a man to tell me that I'm beautiful, and it's like, yeah, you don't, but, like, it's still nice. Mm-hmm. Like, because well, when he is, like, giving her, her like, pep talk, and says, like, and she, he's, she, he tells her she's special, and she's like, no, I'm not special, and he goes, yes, you are special, you're pretty and sweet, and those are the two examples he gives her, so it's... Like, still not a great compliment. Well, she... But she does say something like, I'm just a hairdresser. And he's like, you're a really good hairdresser. Yeah. I'm like, but you know what? That's a good thing to say, too. It's like, you don't have to be a quantum physicist. You could be a very good hairstylist. And you can be a sweet person. Mm-hmm. And that still makes you special. I'm like, you know, I, I, I buy that. I mean, the pretty thing, whatever. I mean, who cares? Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It does start with him complimenting her her profession. Yeah. Her, the way she is at, at her job. Fair enough. Like, he gets there. Yeah. He gets there. Um, I was going to say, like, do you want to talk about this scene with Primo and Secundo and the blackout and everything? Like, is this, this is so who cares? stupid. <laughs> Again, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm assuming that in November of 1965, there was a big blackout on the eastern seaboard. And, like, they're trying to tie it back into real life events. But, like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Yeah. They cause a blackout. They're, they're just being idiots. Yeah. Like, because uh, they, they I, I guess it was kind of funny that they go to like a, like a, what a do you frat call house. It? A frat house and it says AP. Is it AP? I don't, Alpha. Yeah. Phi, whatever. I think so. Whatever it is, they think it's like a department store or a grocery store chain because there's like one from, I, oh, I don't know too much about American department stores, I guess, but they're like, Oh, like they live in a grocery store? He's like, no, genius, it's Greek. And he's like, well, it's a Greek department store. <laughs> like they have a dumb conversation about Greek letters yeah. that I found kind of fun. Also, there's another, like, there's another kind of cute moment that I guess we're talking about this scene now. But let's like, do it. When uh, they approach this frat house because it's the address that they need to plug this hairdryer into. And uh, they get accosted by some kind of football yeah, like dude, a, like some, some bro-y frat dude. had a bad... Word. I think meathead applies. It's okay. Yeah, and they meet another meathead. These yeah. two meatheads meet a meathead. Yeah, he's like he's like the <laughs> Oscar of this head. episode. <laughs> they meet head to head. <laughs> it's good. Um, but they they just start wandering around this frat house, 
um, trying to find a place to plug in the hairdryer and this meathead comes out and, and says like, what are you guys doing? And he's like, oh, I need to plug in this hairdryer. And he goes, I'll tell you where to plug it. And then Primo, uh, Primo pulls, a just pulls a gun and points it at his chest and he goes, oh, you can plug it in right over here. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Primo, who uh, I don't think we've said on air yet, is played by Nick Cassavetes. Whom I don't know. Incidentally, who I believe is of Greek origin. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, I just mean like, because they had this whole conversation oh, with right. like Greek words and letters i'm like oddly enough you're not italian you're greek but that's the fun thing about actors isn't it yeah they often play things they are not <laughs> mediterraneans look alike <laughs> this is what we've if learned this show has taught us anything <laughs> oh um yeah okay so then back to the actual thing um so gino shows up pulls a gun on teresa and and sam yeah and he's like hey, what are you up to blah 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 and they like have a nice like try to protect each other moment of yeah. like i didn't want her to come up here or like she didn't want to come up here but i made her and she's like no he didn't want to come up here but i made him yeah and you're like oh they're, they're being nice and then they have a fight they have a fight the 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 uh kind of blackout reaches them right before gina's about to shoot him so in the darkness sam is able to kind of wrestle him yeah, and mid-fight. Mid-fight. Blew my mind. Blew. This is the great twist of the episode that makes this episode worth watching. Exactly. Like, I was so shocked when he leaps mid-fight. He leaps mid-fight, and you're like, holy shit, did he solve the... Did he Did he do it? It's like, oh, the, we just... Is the episode like, over? Like... I was also like, Frankie and Teresa are gonna die. Yeah. Because he's just abandoning them. And I was so worried that we're gonna leave this scenario, because I was invested at this point. But no, he leaps... Into Gino, into the Godfather. My, I, I wrote in capital letters like, "Oh shit, we're playing with form." It's also yeah, exactly. So excited, and this is episode five or whatever. Yeah, we now know that you can leap into different people. Yeah, well, I mean, God time or whatever can do whatever the fuck it wants. I guess God time. God God of time. The time of gods. (laughs) Um. This is really good because also like they, I mean, again, it's not, it's not particularly clever, but they do this thing where they do the classic leaping kind of graphic and then he leaps into this other person and then you kind of realize like, okay, it's dark just like it was and that kind of looks like the same attic. That's weird. And then you see this mirror that's been in a lot of the establishing shots and you see him like walk in front of the mirror and it's Don Gino and you're like, holy shit, the episode's not over. Yeah. Because I went through such a thought process with all this. First of all, I'm like in my notes, I even see that I'm like, hang on, he leaps mid fight, like three question marks. I'm like, what, what's going on? And I remember thinking like, no, 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 he can't leap right now. He can't leap right now. And then I'm like, holy shit, he's leaping into another person. And then I, because I also thought like, this is too soon. It, like the episode can't be over yet. Like this is the first time I've been really like, no. Mm-hmm. Don't leave these people. It was like an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, me. what a great twist. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> and so then, I mean, obviously, as soon as you're Don Gino, it's 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 a snap. You just say, like, you two are in love. Okay, you have my blessing. I mean, I do worry for when Don, Don Gino comes back. Well, so did Sam. What? He, Sam Sam also had the same concerns. He actually started talking to himself. He's like, okay, well, I can say that you guys have my blessing, but then when Gino comes back, then what's going to happen? And he's saying this out loud to these people, which are like, what, what, what are you talking about when Gino comes back? You're right here. And they're like, is this another concussion talking? What's happening? Yeah. So I don't know. 
I'm going to just treat it like it's not going to be a problem because it makes me unhappy to think that. Well, that's why he goes to uh, to the to the church. Remember, oh, he, yeah. he he says, well, in order for me to make this uh, to make Gino kind of abide by this. I need to make an, a public announcement, and then once I make a public announcement, then Gino can't change his mind for some reason. Oh fuck yeah! So no, he, it's good. You're, you're, yeah. I'm plot man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's plot why. Man. That's why we finally uh, get to. Oh, we forgot to talk about Bingo earlier, but that's fine. Um, we we get to. Uh, oh no! But are you skipping to Bingo? Yeah. Oh, did you have more? Yeah. What was that? So then. In the body of Gino, he talks to Frankie and he's like, so do you love Teresa? Mm-hmm. And Frankie is, turns out, the real Frankie is a, is a freaking sweetheart. He says, with all my heart. He's like, I, yeah, yeah, I love her with all my heart. And he, he's like a bit stupider than Sam, yeah. you know? Like he says some things like, I mean, whatever. And he kind of like beats around the bush for a bit because he's afraid of Gino. But then at the end, he's like, yeah, I do. I really love her. And Teresa's all like happy about it. And I'm like, oh, God. Like... <laughs> It just got to me. I'm like, good yeah. for you. It's very cute. It's really cute. And there's also this another like classic time travel joke, which is like when when Sam is discussing with himself like what's going to happen. Like uh, as soon as I leap out of here, uh, Gina's going to leap back in, and you're going to end up like Jimmy Hoffa. And Frankie goes, "I'm going to be a teamster." I don't get it. Jimmy Jimmy Hoffa was um, uh, the head of the teamster union, which was also uh, closely tied to the mafia. Right. And he famously disappeared, and that, that's that's it. He's just like a famous kind of mafia-tied union boss who who was killed and disappeared by the the mafia. Oh, yeah, and when when they said that on the episode, you laughed, so I laughed. But it turns <laughs> out I didn't actually know what it meant. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Jimmy Hoffa is just like one of what, like the kind of go-to reference when you just when it's like somebody is going to be disappeared. I've heard the name in reference before, yeah. but yeah, okay. Because it's, it's like, it's famously his body never turned up and nobody knows where he actually ended up. And some people, like, there's the conspiracy theory that he just disappeared, he wasn't killed, all that stuff. It's been a conspiracy minute with Lee. Yeah. <laughs> we have so many good segments in this, this show. This is my favorite part of this show. Um, um, okay, yeah, so now we get to Bingo. We get to Bingo and he just makes Room a public announcement. Nona's playing Bingo. Again, accurate. Yeah. I wrote, this is your life, Kristen. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was say, bingo is legitimately fun. Yeah, no, I've gone to bingo with my, with my grandma before. Yeah. I'm bad at it, though. She yelled at me. How can you be bad at bingo? You just... Oh, no, you just miss ones? New, like, modern bingo is really fast-paced and crazy. And my grandma's like, a, like she's really good at it. Oh, yeah? She gets, like, th- three or four sheets. Yeah. One dabber, they call a number, so you have to, like, watch yeah. all your sheets, and then they call the next number really soon. Like, you have oh, to yeah? be on it. It's like and a speed I was sport. like, hang on, what's going on? <laughs> like, I was like the grandma at bingo, because I was like, I don't yeah. know where, like... I don't know what to do. Yeah. I was completely lost. Yeah, they announced that they're getting married. The, 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 and back and to now leave. Gino can't... Uh, <laughs> back to Quantum Leap. Gino can't uh, go back on it because he's made a public announcement in front of Nona's of all stripes. Uh, and Sam is l- like relishing being the godfather. He, he loves it so much. And again, his physicality changes ever so slightly to make him more boss-like. Yeah, and his facial expressions, again, like, yeah, yeah, he's brandoing all over the place, and he's like, go with my blessing, blah, blah, blah. And he yeah. goes up to them, and he's like, and you, uh, this is my favorite, he's like, and you, Frankie, no more banga-banga, capiche? Yeah, you got it. you're out of the business. You gotta go find a real job. 
To which, what if Frankie was like, I... I love my work. I don't want to. Like, are you firing me? Like, wh- what have you, I done? I you're, thought, you're my boss. Like, why are you... <laughs> I don't have any other skills. <laughs> but also, like, Frankie seems quite happy. Like, he... Oh, yeah. Th- we've had no um, kind of hint all episode that he wants to be out of the mob. He seems to enjoy his work. Yeah. Yeah. And and Teresa doesn't seem to, like, hate being a part of it either. Like, she's obviously no, she's had an like, affair with Gino. Gino. She's had an affair with Frankie. She she doesn't have a problem with mobsters. Yeah. This is Sam just, like, kind of uh, editorializing at the last moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, for some... Yeah. He's putting, again, his own morals on... On these people. Yeah. As he as he um, wraps up, he goes and stands. And this is like quite another subtle-ish joke, which uh, as he's kind of wandering off stage, he goes over to where the furnace is and starts like looking behind it. It's like, they had sex here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, stop judging these people. <laughs> and but then, but then we get, this is my other Al physics question, which is we hear Al's voice and it's all echoey. And then he walks out of the furnace. And why is yeah. he echoing? That's a good question. Why is he echoing, Donald? Because <laughs> otherwise we wouldn't know he's in the furnace. But <laughs> physics, he's no, a neurological hologram. It's for our benefit, not the show's. <laughs> We have to just accept that certain things on Quantum Leap are just for the cute factor. I just, I, I hate it so much. <laughs> I'm such a pedant, but I hate it. <laughs> well, shall we talk about where he leaps? Well, um, I was going to say, like, the last thing is they, they realize, like, hey, why why hasn't Sam leapt? It seems like everything's all tied up. He finally um. realizes, oh, I need to help Nona win at bingo. So he goes up and asks the priest if he can pull the last ball. He does, and Nona wins, and he leaps. Yeah, for the record, at the beginning of the episode, there was like a casual reference to Nona never winning the bingo. Yeah, when and Lee goes, Nona oh, has, that's going to be the thing. Yeah, Nona hasn't won at bingo for three years. And I was like, oh, there it is. That's that's the final button of the episode after he fixes all these things. It's really there just to help Nona win at bingo. Yeah, which is nice. For Nona, it is. It's shitty for everyone else. Yeah, I guess. But then, so he leaps, and uh, he leaps into what, I don't know what time it is, but um, he's in a diner, and he looks into a mirror, and he's an old black gentleman. Yep. Which is also, like, in most cases, when we see who he's leapt into, like, there's some kind of, like, like situation like he jumps and leaps into a boxing ring and he's like boxing with somebody and you can be like oh my god that's exciting or i'm trying to think of, like he, he he leaps in and he's holding this pig above his head and he's like oh i guess he's got to do something to this pig in this case it's like the only reveal is who he he's is he's african-american yeah and and apparently at a lunch counter yeah which i mean on the one hand you're like so would have been nice i think if he was doing something yeah. like so that the only indicator of who this person is is his race yeah. which feels bad yeah on the other hand you're like back in time yeah in america that's a situation i mean even in the present day that's true so we we approach with caution yeah, the next n- episode beware next episode it might be a rough one we're, yeah we're getting into the politics of time travel in quantum leap or, or the more political side of of the show that you told me about right yeah so yeah and again we'll just 
have to take it with with caution. I wonder if we're going to hear the N-word. In no. 1989 network TV, was that a thing? I don't think so. Mm. I hope not. I don't think you could say it. Well, we'll find out next week. I certainly hope hope not. If I ha- I, I I also hesitate to make a prediction on this episode cuz like Yeah. Okay. Well, before you do, let's to buy you some time to to think <laughs> of something appropriate. Oh, right. Um, do you want to plug anything? Yeah, I'll just I'll plug my other podcast yeah. on a dark cold night, my bedtime ghost story podcast. I'm on episode 47 and yeah. It's fun. Uh you can you can Find it at kristenzaza.com slash podcast. Uh, and I also have another podcast because that's who we are as people. <laughs> We're people who have two podcasts each. <laughs> um, it's, it's our only defining quality, really. Exactly. Much <laughs> like the black guy in the following episode of Quantum Leap. Yeah. Um, uh, I have a p- podcast called The Pitch Off Project, which is a movie pitching slash improv podcast. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about it. <clears throat> If you listen to the last episode I did for the Pitch Off Project, because I've guest appeared on a few of them, yep. on my latest, you've one. never once asked me to be on uh, on a dark cold night. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no one can ever be on a, in on 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 a dark cold night except for me. That's the nature of it. So it's great. <laughs> it's great. Cause it's I, so much better than this podcast you're listening to. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I just mean no one can ever get mad at me. I've had people be like, can, can I be on your podcast? I'm like, you don't even listen to my podcast, do you? It's a solo endeavor, and I get all, like, sassy about it. Um, but, no, on, my, on, on the last Pitch Off Project episode I did, I pitched a film called St. Stephen's Day. I was very proud of it, and everybody else was joking around, so I full-on yelled at everyone That's on that true. podcast. And it's one of my... I, I really loved that when I, was, when I was listening to the edit and like my my you know partner on that podcast Joseph and I start start riffing and you immediately go like I understand this is like a comedy bit you're doing but you have to understand that that is not my movie. I worked really hard. I felt like nobody cared, so I just let it out. Yes. I was feeling punchy. There's the rules of improv. There's, there's like the classical yes and. Kristen much prefers the how dare you. I prefer the everyone shut up. How dare you yes and me. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to make a prediction or are we just going to find out? I mean, I'm just going to say that like obviously he's, well, not obviously, but like he's probably going to endure some hardships and uh, hopefully... Sam Beckett gains an understanding of um, his own privilege. Oh, that'd be so good. I would love that episode. I would too. Knowing what I know about Quantum Leap, probably what's going to happen is he's going to make some kind of change that's going to improve race relations in America in the future, which is like, obviously that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? That's overly optimistic and white saviory mm-hmm. to be like he fixes racism like he's not gonna do that so i think the best we can hope for is just that he learns about his own status and also that's a really wants to help that's a really neat idea of like because in all the episodes so far it's been like he's had to fix something sam has to go and and fix a thing that happened in the external world where like maybe we have the occasional episode where it's like no sam has to do this leap to learn something himself that will help him moving forward. Yeah. He has to he has to fix himself. Yeah. 
Mm. I would like that. I would too. Well, we'll find out next week. On, on the next episode of Oh, oh Boy, Boy, It's, it's Kristen, Kristen and Leet. Bye. Bye-bye.